0: you're listening to the regular podcast from pete the vet's blog this was first broadcast on east coast fm
1: pete weatherburn is here uh pete is our vet from brave vet also on tv3 and his website pete in the news pete all about this vivisection Hmm. using animals for uh, experimentation i mean what's the sort of veterinary view on that
0: Well, they've just released statistics that um, in 2010 there were something like 279,000 animals sacrificed in Irish laboratories. So this is something which happens kind of a bit behind the scenes, and I mean, it it is all licensed by the the Department of Health and, you know, they regulate it. So these are people in universities and research institutes and hospitals and in commercial companies. But there's a lot going on, like, if you look at that in a sort of Europe-wide basis, Per capita, um, Ireland to be towards the top of the league of, of experiments on animals. And it's something which hasn't really been talked about much in, in Irish media up till now.
1: Well, um, we're going to have some people on both sides to talk about Mm. it, but um, some people might say, look, you know, uh, on one hand, if somebody is very sick in bed and they said, look, we've got this drug here, we want to test it out on this this mouse or something before we give it to a loved Mm. one, um, would you say yes, because it's life or death? And you'd probably say yes. However, uh, people would be very uncomfortable, I'd say, saying, I wonder if this shampoo is better than that shampoo. Let's do it out in an animal.
0: I think that's the sort of detail that's missing from the statistics that we've got up till now. I think it'd be very, I mean, nearly all of the animals are, are used are um, rodents, are mice and rats. They're not sort of, there aren't baboons or, or even rabbits sort of sitting there in cages with their heads held in braces like we've all seen in the, in some of the anti-vivisection literature. Um, so they are all rodents and there are um, uh, controls in place to make sure they don't suffer pain. Yes, they lose their lives, but they don't suffer pain or suffering during the process. So, you know, if that's been done, you know, if, if people have pets to put poison under their backyard sheds to kill mice, why don't they mind some mice being humanely used um, to create cures f- for humans, if that's the case? But I think the issues people have is that when it's done for... If it's done for, um, for things like cosmetics, which is not, by the way, it's not done at all for cosmetics. That's been outlawed in Europe. So that's not happening at all. It has been done for medical research. But I think some of the questions are, um, are there alternatives to vivisection? And, um, and there, there really are. And I think, I suppose, the focus would be on trying to develop those. So using, for example, cell, human cell lines rather than actual living animals. And there's lots of reasons for that. It's not just because of the humanity of it. It's also that sometimes animals react entirely differently to, to humans. For example, dogs get poisoned by chocolate. Dogs can be killed by eating too much chocolate. That doesn't happen in humans. Cats can be killed by being given paracetamol. You know a small dose of paracetamol can kill a cat. That doesn't happen in, in dogs or in humans. So there's lots of species differences there there, which mean that it's not you know um, my concern really is that uh, uh, what, what you might call unnecessarily unnecessary. Um, animal experimentation. For example if a, if a drug's been marketed they might have to tick a box saying it's been tested on 10,000 mice or something and they have to do the testing regardless of whether or not it's actually going to make a difference to the safety of the product just because it says in the box it has to be has to be done, do you know? Um, so it's, it's I, I think that it's very hard to comment on this sort of stuff in detail unless you have more information and I think that what would be really useful would be to have somebody who actually works in the business who knows about the detail have them tell us their side of the story, Story uh, and have them tell that to somebody who's very anti vivisection and see if they can meet in the middle with some sort of a proper understanding mm. of what's going if on. If you're
1: anti vivisection, you're anti vivisection. There's no compromise. Mm-hmm. You just anti anyway. it anyway. I,
0: I I think that you could you could argue that, but then if you're faced with a difficult situation where, let's say, one of your loved ones was was lying in bed dying and you were told, "Well, look, if we sacrifice these mice over here, we'll save your loved one's life." I mean, I, I, you know, I wonder. Obviously that would be a hypothetical situation, but you know, would the most strong anti-vivisection person still say, yes I would prefer the the lives of those mice to the life of my loved one? I think when it came down to it, most of us would would wobble a bit there.
1: All right, Pete. All uh, right. Thanks for that this morning. And uh, we'll have, have a, a longer chat about various things, Pete. um mm. yeah,
0: so so, it's a big subject, that one.
1: Indeed, and uh, maybe you can join in with it as well. All right, Pete Weatherburn, our vet there. You can uh, hear Pete's contributions on East Coast of M. He has them all logged and labelled, etc., on his website, which is PeteTheVet.com.